Well, have you ever wondered what questions to ask your financial advisor or, more importantly, why those questions are crucial? Well, in today's episode, we're going to actually tackle that topic today. We're discussing the vital questions that bring transparency and depth to your financial advisory relationship. It's all about getting clarity on how advisors work, what they specialize in, and how they align with your financial goals. These questions today are the ones you must be asking your financial advisor. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome into My Retirement Clarity. I'm Ben George alongside Lee Perkins. Lee, how are you today? Doing well, man. As we record this, we're just a maybe about a week before Christmas. So uh, everything got a lot of activity going on at the house with, with I guess, mainly my wife buying gifts and me telling <laughs> uh, her telling me what she bought for, for kids. So anyway, that's I, I told her I do my best my best shopping work on the on either the 23rd or the 24th. <laughs> you work well under pressure, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun but busy time of the year, no question about it. And last show of the year as well. You know, when you look back on the year, Lee, it's uh, it's been a good one. But is there any, any anything that uh, you remember most about twenty twenty three? Man, I, I think uh, you know, other than just our our family just being blessed with good health, and and you know, you see the struggles that people have. So I just try to count count my blessings every uh, every year. You know, it, it seems we are. I don't know. It's just just a good year. And if I kind of look, think about it from an office standpoint, mm-hmm. we experienced tremendous growth this year. Our team has grown, uh, so that that's been good. Yeah, twenty three. We will look back on and sort of celebrate. Awesome. Well, that's great. Great to hear. And I hope uh, you're listening as well. About a good year, and look forward to what's to come in twenty twenty four. But today, as I mentioned, we're talking about the questions you must ask your financial advisor. And Lee, I think today. We're not really looking for your answer specifically on how you'd answer these questions, but more importantly, why we want to be asking these questions and really what do we want to get out of these questions, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, I think the topic is pretty cool because every once in a while when somebody comes in, they will, they will bring out a piece of paper and they've got four or five questions that they, that they ask me. So I know they're, they're pretty prepared. And so we'll, we'll talk about some of those that I, I typically hear today. Again, if you have questions for Lee, you can always schedule a meeting. Just go to talkwithjlp.com. Again, talkwithjlp.com. All right, so let's start with, uh, I guess, a question that probably comes up quite a bit, Lee, and that's all about money. What's it going to cost me? How do you get paid? Yep, that, that's a common question. That is one of the probably the more one of the more important questions that people want to know. Um, you definitely want to know how your advisor gets paid, but but in my opinion, that's not the first question that you should be asking. Uh, I think that's sort of like going to a car dealership and just walking up to a salesperson and saying, how much is a car? He, he would say, well, it, it depends on what kind of car you get and what the car does and all those kind of things. So if you just meet with somebody and say, how much is your fee? I'm not sure you're going to have context to the answer because that the fee, uh, it's all relative to the, to the value that they provide. But typically in the industry, there's, there's one of, you know, probably three, three different ways that advisors get paid. The first one is a fee only arrangement. And that's basically where somebody charges a, a planning fee for, for a fan, for, for a plan. And, and we've done that in the past. And, and we sort of, 
We stopped doing that years ago because it's difficult to know if anybody ever implemented the plan. And so I didn't really like that because I'm not sure if the value was ever uh, realized because I don't know if they followed through with it. Um, and, And of course, some people will, there are some advisors that will do hourly rate planning, sort of like an attorney. Uh, So if that's something you're interested in, that does exist. The more common way to do business is a fee-based arrangement. And this is where fees that that you're charged are based on the assets that are managed. Now, we've all heard the Ken Fisher commercial. Um, uh, He's got a bunch of them running that basically say our fees are structured so that we do better when you do better. So it's a genius um, sort of marketing idea. But there's nothing, you know, there, there's nothing earth-shattering about it because it just means if, if he's charging you a fee on $500,000, if your account value goes up, you do better, and he's going to do better because the amount of money that he's billing you on is going to do better. But some people think, wow, that Ken Fisher, they, their fee structure is awesome. Well, that's what a lot of people do. Um, and, of course, the other one is a commission-based uh, fee arrangement. So this is when people or only an advisor or a broker is only paid when they sell something. So really the motive for this person is to sell something. And of course, if, if your, your person, your advisor or whatever his title, his or her title is, if they work for an insurance company, chances are you're going to get an insurance solution. So here in our office, Ben, you know, I, I'm not going to give our, our answers to all of these things, but I think this is important to know because it's something that people ask pretty frequently. We, we are a fee-based firm, so we charge one fee, so there's no trading costs, no transaction fees. We don't charge people to meet. We don't charge financial planning fees, so everything is wrapped into one fee. And so that's that's how we've set things up here at our office. All right, so the first question may be most important to you potentially, but we have a lot more to go through, so let's keep it moving. And this next question, Lee, I guess I'm kind of curious what someone should really be looking for here in terms of an answer. So what does your typical client look like? Why is that important? Yeah, so so I think it's important to find what you need and find the advisor that fits the services that you need. And so this is why the fee or, or how, like we just talked about, or how that advisor gets paid should not be the first question that you ask. Um, you want to make sure that the advisor that you're interviewing or the advisor that you wind up hiring, make sure they can bring you value and help you address the concerns or the challenges that you're facing. So if you're 30, you probably want to work with, with an accumulation specialist, somebody that's uh, their, their goal is working with younger people and, and helping you save as much as you can, invest probably more aggressive than somebody that is working with retirees. So if, if you are retired, you want to work with somebody who's helped transition a lot of people successfully into retirement. So in our office, this is who we've chosen to work with because we've, we've determined this is who we bring the most value to. Uh, our younger folks who are you know in their 30s or 20s or whatever it is, generally speaking, those are clients or children of our existing clients. So, you know, if you've, if you've got $50,000 to invest, uh, there are some firms that, that you're not going to qualify to work with. And if you've got $5 million, 
You want to work with somebody who's used to working with people at that level of asset. So again, just make sure that that who you're you're partnering with and your financial journey towards whatever the the end is for you, whether it's retirement or a next phase and doing something else. Make sure that you're you're getting more than just investment planning for from your advisor. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050 and we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. All right, next one is, what is your investment philosophy? Why is it important to, to both, I guess, know this and, and how do you apply it to your own situation? Now, this one is very important, and I think it's important that you and your advisor have a, a similar philosophy. It doesn't have to be the exact same, but you want to sort, you want to make sure you're on the same page. So if your your advisor is is a buy and hold kind of a guy, um, and, and you think that he should be jumping in and out of the market or changing the allocation, you know, every time the market hiccups, that relationship is eventually going to become stressed because your 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 philosophies don't align, and and you're going to wanting to make movements when he's saying, hey, we need to stay the course, and, and vice versa. Uh, Conversely, if if the, your advisor uses more complicated things like like alternative investments or REITs, you know, real estate investment trust or some some of those less common investments, and maybe you're you're just used to a target date fund from from your four hundred one k or just one or two mutual funds, that arrangement could or whatever his strategy is could wind up being too confusing, maybe too complex, but uh, maybe too confusing to you to where you don't understand it. And that can that can cause some real issues there. So again, just make sure you do a little research ahead of time on whoever you're talking to, and make sure that their their philosophy overall aligns with what your your philosophy is. All right, along with philosophy, you're kind of similar to that as specialty, right? So, do you have a particular strength or specialty? Is another question you should ask your advisor. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, you want to know if your your advisor has a uh, maybe a niche that they're they're a part of, or some people use the word niche. <laughs> However, you say that word, uh-huh. um, is there a group of folks that that they work with primarily? So, so we've got a couple of folks that we sort of specialize in. We work with a lot of federal employees. We know federal benefits. Uh, I, I've taught federal benefits training workshops all over the country. You know, certainly Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas. Uh, even even up in Washington D.C., so I'm very familiar with with federal benefits, and so we attract a lot of federal uh, employees because of that. We also work with with Geico and Farm Bureau uh, employees, and so we, we we know the insurance industry as well and their their uh, 
their retirement, their whole system. There are others that specialize. Maybe they work with, with just just dentists. I have a friend of mine who's in Seattle, Washington. His, his niche is dentist. So if you're a dentist, maybe you go to somebody who specializes in some of the challenges and concerns that dentists face. Uh, we also do a lot of tax planning. Now, not tax preparation, but what we want to do is try to minimize our client's lifetime tax burden. So we use our client's tax returns to make sure we knew all, know all those details. If taxes aren't uh, important to you, then it's not going to be as important for you to give your advisor your, your tax return. So maybe you're not looking for somebody uh, who's going to help in, in the area of taxes. Um, if you're looking for somebody, just thinking about all the different areas of retirement planning that, that you might need help in, there are some firms that won't help folks uh, make Social Security elections. Some firms do and some some don't. We've gotten a lot of clients from some of the, the national wirehouse firms because they won't help their uh, their clients with their Social Security decisions. So that's something that we we help folks with. So yeah, if, if you've got, a, again, a, a, a special circumstance to where somebody's got experience in that area would be helpful, then you want to seek out that person. Make sure they bring that to the table. We're talking about the questions you need to ask your financial advisor and well, you know, whether you're looking for one for the first time or you have one that you just want to make sure they're able to answer these questions and you can get a little more clarity on your situation, the relationship you might have. Let's continue on, Lee, about halfway through. This next one's good. Communication is always important. I know you want to at least set expectations or at least know what to expect going into a relationship with an advisor. So the question you want to ask is, you know, how much contact do you have with your clients how often should we meet in person or have a conversation on the phone? Yeah, you are spot on here. Communication is 100% key. So that's that's why it's important to set those expectations up ahead of time. There are clients who want to meet with their advisor quarterly. That's not us. Uh, honestly, I don't know what we would talk about if, if somebody is a brand new client and we've got everything in place. I don't know what we would talk about in three months and then three months after that. At the old firm that I used to work for at Smith Barney, I had the, I did, there was a buddy of mine that worked there. He was a broker who had to call one of his clients every single Monday morning and review the market from last week and then talk about what could happen this week. And man, I, I used to just look at him. I'm like, man, what in the world are you doing? I can't think of a more miserable relationship than something like that. Now, again, this was probably... How long ago was it? I mean, this was probably 15 years ago, maybe. Um, I know the internet was there then, but maybe not as pre- prevalent. And I, I don't really know what this this fella, his client, you know, maybe he didn't have the internet or didn't, didn't I, I don't know. But man, I, I can't think of anything worse than having to call somebody and talk about the stock market every single week. <laughs> so, but typically, you know, early on in a relationship, you're going to meet more as you're getting things in place because you can't you can't do it all in, in one or two meetings. Eventually, you'll settle into a routine. And, and for most people, that might be a, you know, a, a six, nine or 12 month sort of a review schedule. Outside of that, I think life events really drive some of those other communications, you know, whether it's a pending retirement, maybe a death of a spouse or, or a big purchase. I, I meet with a lot of my clients will call and, and schedule a time to come in and they want to talk through the logistics of potentially buying a vacation home. So when these things come up, certainly you want to have a meeting um, and, and talk to your to your advisor about it. 
the type of meeting, whether it be a, an in-person, a phone, or Zoom meeting, I'll tell you, Ben, we, we are having more, I, I would say more phone and Zoom meetings, particularly more Zoom meetings than phone meetings at this point because yeah. the, the technology is just so good. I, I think during COVID, that was one of the really good things that, that came out of it. Uh, everybody knows how to do it, it seems like, there. So that's that's really good. Um, as far as other communications, it, I don't know how some firms do it. We we do client events throughout the year and provide multiple educational opportunities, whether it's you know um, webinars and things like that. So there's some other touch points that that we have with our clients. Yeah, this one's a good one too because I just feel like you know a lot of times communication is a, is a big issue for people, and it, it might just be that you just never knew kind of what to expect going into. You might have thought, hey. We're going to have a call every week. I'm going to get an update from my from my advisor on what the my account and portfolio looks like versus someone that might not even want to talk to you at all, Lee, but you know, at least knowing, hey, he's going to check in every quarter, every half a year. We're going to have one meeting a year, whatever it is, just knowing what to expect, I think just cal- calms a lot of nerves and maybe relieves some of that anxiety. Correct. Yep. It's all about expectations. Just like I said, know that going in and you will you'll save yourself a lot of headache. All right. Well, if you listen to this podcast, which you're doing now, obviously you know that education is important for Lee. It is a priority. It's why we do this show you know, every single week is to continue to educate you on all kinds of financial planning topics and let you kind of understand the process that they go through at J.L. Perkins Wealth. And yeah, that's the next question here, Lee, is do you provide any educational resources? Yeah. So there there are people who don't, they don't care one bit about edu- ongoing education or, or anything like this. And they're but there are other folks who who want to see that their firm is actively providing this kind of thing in, in a variety of different places. There are firms who have built a huge YouTube following. I've got a buddy of mine out in Nebraska. He's got a huge uh, YouTube following, and and he's he's meeting with people all over the country in in that way. We've done a little bit of YouTube in the past, but man, it it's a lot of work, and I found myself editing videos and, and that's not that's not something yeah. that I need to be doing. So uh, there are others that use of course radio shows or podcasts. You know, we've done a couple of different things and we do a couple of different ways that we connect with people. I would say podcasts are this this show is probably where most people find us, especially outside of the middle Georgia area. Uh, we've got clients now from all over the country because of this podcast. We also do educational workshops at least, I think the last half of 2023, we did one of those each month on a variety of sort of rotating topics. And right now, Ben, as I look at the calendar for 2024, we've got 12 of those scheduled for, for next year. Nice. And these are good because our, our, our clients sometimes will attend these, but they'll also bring, they will bring folks that they think we can add value to. So that it becomes a good um, a good way for us to connect with people who aren't clients of our firm. And I'll tell you, last last week, I went uh, to Topeka, Kansas and recorded 32-minute commercials uh, th- that will begin airing in February. So we're we're dipping into TV just a little bit. I like it. So that this is going to allow us to connect with some with some different folks. Just a, a little bit out of my element. You know, I've said on the show before, I've got a 
I've got a, a voice for for newspaper and a, and a face for radio. So um, yeah, being on a on a TV set with a a young lady who was the anchor for that, it's uh, just something that's very new. But it was it was a great experience. They they treated me like a king. I had a makeup person and a hair person. I'm like, All right, what what do you do with my hair? And they're like. Yeah, not, not a whole lot we can do with it. I just said, just, just make me pretty. And I asked them if they could make me taller. And they said that was probably outside of the scope of, of their abilities. Oh, that's great. I love it. Well, looking forward to kind of seeing how that turns out. But yeah, yeah and we'll put those, yeah, we'll put those resources on our website too once those spots are, are fully edited. Okay, great. You can always, again, find everything at myretirementclarity.com. So education important. All right, here's a, here's another good one that you probably don't even think about right uh, up front. It's just kind of more of an, a moment thing. And if something pops up, this question comes to mind. But knowing this early can, again, ease some concerns you might have. But what happens if there's an emergency with my finances and you're not available? Yeah, so an, an emergency situation is, I think, why you need to work with a team. I do know people that, that they're, they're a one-man shop or a one-woman shop, no assistance at all. They do everything. Uh, I don't I don't know how people run a business that way and take care of their clients, but it does happen. So I think we've built a great team here at our office. We've added two new team members over the last half of, of this year, and, and we plan to add another person in late first quarter or second quarter of 2024. So that's you know, just as we continue to grow, we want to make sure we staff accordingly. Now, in the past, we've had a few situations where I wasn't available. And my staff handled everything at all without the client missing a beat. So that's that's why team is important. Now, I know probably the angle of this question. Uh, some people might confuse the angle of the question. Because I'm not a stockbroker, we don't have clients calling us, you know, at 255 and saying, buy this stock at this this price right now. So we, we don't have a trader sitting by the phone with a mouse in their hand just waiting to click and make a transaction. So, again, going back to the my coworker at Smith Barney years ago, I can't think of a, a more miserable way to conduct business. And, and if you do that business that way, you're you are stuck at your computer. So that's, that's not, to me, that's not the way I add value to my clients. So really, when most people are thinking about emergencies, the main emergencies that I see people have – is they need a distribution pretty quickly, and our staff takes care of those things very quickly. Because I, I don't honestly, Ben, I don't even know how to process a distribution, but I got a great team around me, and they take care of that. It's important. It's important to have a good team, and I know that you have that. It kind of takes us to our last question here too: Is am I going to be working with you as the individual advisor, someone on your team, or will it be a, a team effort and work with multiple people? Yeah. So different firms handle this differently. There, there are firms that have. 10 or 12 advisors, there are firms that have, have one advisor. So when I worked at, at Smith Barney, I, I think there were maybe 18 or 20, what, what we, we were all called brokers back then. And there, there were a few teams and there were some guys who, who sort of worked alone. Um, our clients work with a, with a variety of different people. So I, I'm the, the lead advisor right now. We have another advisor here. So we have clients that meet with me, clients that meet with him. And a lot of our clients meet with both of us. Um, but, but anyway, so when somebody first comes to maybe a, a workshop or something that, that they've, you know, they've attended a workshop or maybe they order one of the books and then they come, you know, come into the office, they're dealing with multiple people. You know, maybe their first point of contact is our marketing assistant. And then as, as we take them through our 
what we call our retirement clarity review process. Of course, they're going to interact with our client services team because they're the, you know, they're the ones that set appointments and then provide guidance. And then they'll meet with either myself or another advisor on the team. And then, like I say, a lot of times there might be two people in, in our, in our meetings. And so I just think it's important to bring a team aspect to the table. And I think that's a good, a good thing, not only for us, but also for our clients, because we want to make sure they know that they're not alone in this financial journey. Well, eight good questions here for you to be asking your advisor, or if you're in the market for a new advisor, haven't worked with one before, and you really don't know where to start, these questions should really help provide some guidance and some direction for you. And if you want to ask any of these questions to Lee, the best thing to do is go to talkwithjlp.com. You can schedule a meeting right there through the website, talkwithjlp.com, or you can call 478 478- Two five four three five five zero. Again, four seven eight two five four three five five zero. Lee, we talked about the importance of education. You know, another example of that is this ticking tax time bomb book offer that you you offer people, and it's just another another great tool that you provide for listeners of the podcast. Absolutely. So, if if you are looking for somebody that helps uh, specialize in in tax planning, minimizing your lifetime tax liability. That's what this book is for. It's just a great way to help you prepare prepare for increasing taxes in the future. It's called Diffuse. And so if you want a, a copy of that, we, we have people order this book from all over the country every single week because of the podcast. So just send a text, text the word Diffuse, D-E-F-U-S-E, to 478-475-2050 and uh, give us a good mailing address and, and uh, your phone number. We'll, we'll get that right out to you free of charge. Awesome. Very good. Lee, well, we appreciate your time as always today. And thank you for listening to My Retirement Clarity, our final podcast of the year. Lee, wish you a happy holiday season and happy new year as well. Thanks, Ben. Hey there, Lee Perkins here. If you're like a lot of folks, you've been listening to this podcast for a long time now. But I've got an important question for you. Have you implemented any of the ideas that we've discussed on the show? If you haven't, what are you waiting on? You know you're not getting any younger. So here's my challenge. Don't just consume the content. Our number one goal for this podcast is to help you close the gap between what you know and what you implement. So if you're ready to implement, take that first step today and visit www.talkwithjlp.com and schedule a 15-minute phone call with one of our advisors and we'll help you close the gap between what you know and what you implement so you can enjoy the next phase of your life. Now is your time. Don't procrastinate any longer. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.